The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Folks. My next guest tonight is a Newbery Medal-winning author and an Emmy-winning producer. His latest book is an anthology of black poets called This is the Honey. Please welcome Kwame Alexander. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm very excited about this. I love poetry, I love poets, and I don't get to talk to them as often as I would like. Uh, let me tell the people a little bit about you. You're a New York Times best-selling author, a Newbery Medal winner, and now you can add Emmy to that list of achievements for the show The Crossover. Based on your novel, recently won an Emmy for Outstanding Young Teen Series. You've enjoyed it, I understand. So, look, somebody asked me, was this a dream come true? And I was like, no, because it wasn't even a dream. I'm a poet who won an Emmy. Well, I mean... you, you, have been, you have been having some fun with it. Here you are with your Emmy, taking the Emmy up into the cockpit of a plane. Yep, yep. You're just using this as like a, you know, get in anywhere I want card. Yeah. Here you are introducing your Emmy to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and here you are sharing your Emmy with a Bobby in front of Buckingham Palace. So she's getting around. Well, the You're deal was... the tour. Yeah, I mean, so librarians, teachers, yep. students, yep. they made this book a reality. They made a TV series possible. So I wanted to show some love, so I'm taking the Emmy everywhere. I've got it in the green room in the back. This is, <laughs> that's awfully nice. This is like your, your, your version of a flat Stanley. Exactly. Taking it everywhere. Exactly. Um, now, uh, when, when you talk about uh, your love of the written word... Right. You often say, poetry saved me. Sure. And I can, uh, I can dig it, Daddy-O, because <laughs> poetry saved me in my own way and still continues to in many ways. How did it save you? Well, I mean, for one, I wasn't very cool. I didn't get cool till very recently. <laughs> but... <laughs> the Emmy? The Emmy, the is Emmy. that what did it? Yeah. So there was this woman who I thought was pretty amazing. She was pretty fine in college, and I didn't know how to approach her. So I wrote her a poem. I wrote her a poem every day for one year. Um, yeah. That's and, either going to work out great or restraining order. Well, I mean, <laughs> lips like yours ought to be worshipped. See, I ain't never been too religious, but you can baptize me anytime. <laughs> and... Wow. Not only did this woman marry me, but she helped me understand how to become a better businessman, how to become a better son, ultimately how to become a better man. So it saved me um, in, in terms of helping me become a better human being. Well... You know, poetry, in, uh, you know, at, at a certain point in, in sort of um, 
in, in history. Poetry was the first among arts. Sure. And what, do you, what role do you think poetry plays in our modern lives? Well, I think when the world is not so beautiful, like when we're in the midst of chaos or uncertainty, whether it be war, whether it be banned books, whether it be COVID, we need sort of a, a solve, a balm. We need something to, to heal us, mm -hmm. to offer us some comfort. And I posit that poetry can do that. It can allow us to become more connected with each other and ultimately allow us to become better human beings. Well, what was the first poem? Do you remember? Because you may not. What was the first poem that made you sit up and take notice of poetry? <laughs> my father used to... My father's an academic. Okay. And he used to make me clean out the garage every Saturday. Those two things are not connected, but it's important to the story. <laughs> um, and we had 100 crates of books in our garage because he was an academic. Titles like Pedagogy of the Oppressed by Paulo Freire. Sure. Dictionaries, encyclopedias. Mm -hmm. Well, I discovered this one book one day while I was supposed to be cleaning the garage. It was an anthology of black poets called Black Spirits. And I was looking at a poem in there, and I read it, and I could not stop laughing. I'm 12 years old. Okay. I got up this morning feeling good and black, thinking black thoughts. I did black things like played all my black records and minded my own black business. <laughs> I put on my best black clothes, walked out my black dough, and Lord have mercy, white snow. Who's that poet? That poet is Jackie Early, a poet from Chicago. And I, I was like, this is poetry? And I fell in love with it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, Robert Frost. Robert Frost says that his, when he writing poetry, it started with a lump in his throat. Where do you start? <laughs> so my mother, um, she passed away in 2017, but um, she used to say to me, Kwame, you never write poems about me. You're always writing about your father. And I was like, Mom, we write about the people who bring us grief. <laughs> and you, you know, I love you. You're like the, you're the joy in my life. And so, of course, you know, she passed away. So I, um, you know, I've written quite a few poems about her. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it starts with that uncertainty. It starts with that, that fear. It starts with that not knowing and just, um, and wanting to feel better. And poetry lets you look at that thing. It lets you look at it. It lets, it lets it be digestible. It lets you, it lets you feel better. I think, ultimately, for, po for me, poetry is the thing that helps us all feel better. And I think, you know, black poets in America, particularly, mm -hmm. we have a way of being... We've been through a lot, black people in America. Mm -hmm. And I think black poets, in particular, have a way of being able to show us that, you know, like Langston Hughes said, folks, birthing is hard and dying is mean. So why not get yourself a little loving in between? Like, and so, yeah. Well, the book is called This is the Honey. It's a yeah. collection of contemporary black poets. Yeah. Um, in one of the, one of, one of your poems, um, uh, are you in here? I am in there. Okay. Yeah. Is, is How We Made You mm -hmm. in here? Yeah. Would you mind? I'd, I'd love to go out. Um, this is a wonderful collection of poets. I, I recommend everybody to go get it. But I'd love you if you could read the people, your poem here uh, called How We Made You. Sure, sure. My, um, um, I've been married for 24 years, and, and my wife and I are separated. And I wanted my daughters, um, my two beautiful daughters, to know that, you know, it's not the, the divorce or it's, it's... That's not the thing that defined us or them. That it's not the storm that perhaps there was a rainbow. And I want them to focus on the good. And, and I think Stephanie and I do that to a certain degree. And this is a piece that I wrote about that. 
in the future when you're newly married and the two of you are half hanging off your bed, fingers playing in each other's locks, your legs braided, loud garbage trucks beeping outdoors, no whining children yet to cook for, and you're talking about leaving your job or whose family to visit for Christmas or how lucky you are to be loved like this or whatever it is you talk about after making love in the early morning, I want you to know that before our uncoupling, your mother and I used to work the door at a jazz club in Washington, D.C. And every Thursday night, we'd stand at the entrance collecting covers, greeting friends and regulars, feeding each other jerk wings, kissing the hot sauce from our lips, joking and laughing about this and that, holding each other when it got chilly. And later, when we get back to our one-room apartment on the other side of the bridge, we'd spread our money out on the bed, count our hall, smile if we could pay the rent, worry if we couldn't, and then we'd make our own music. And without fail, the woman next door would bang on the walls <laughs> and tell us to turn it down. But we wouldn't, because we couldn't, because we knew how lucky we were to be loved like that. This is The Honey is available now. Kwame Alexander, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.